everyone. Welcome romance enthusiasts. I am Becky and to and welcome to another exciting episode of Buzzing About Romance. And joining me on the playing field today is Heather. Hey Heather. Hey. And Jenny. Hi. And Lindsay. Hey Lindsay. Hi. We are diving headfirst into the world of sports romance, exploring the irresistible allure of a particular trope that makes heart races hearts race faster than a championship winning goal. Get ready to cheer for love as we kick off another episode of Buzzing About Romance, where passion meets play and happily ever afters are the real MVPs. I am spicing up our intros for Leah. Wow, are you ever? Right? Like? Yeah, it's nice. nice. Look at Jenny. She's trying so hard not to be like, what is wrong with you, Becky? Like, too far. You got some good, good, like, words in there. Jenny's face is very loud. It is. It is is very loud. Okay, so before we get into the actual part of the episode, I first want to talk about a hot topic because I want to put out some clarifications. The good and the bad of social media and being mutuals, parasocial relationships with authors is sometimes we see things and we don't understand it and it's not necessarily for us, the consumer. So we kind of had that this week. Find Away mm-hmm. Voices, which is an audiobook distributor, was, re- was purchased last year by Spotify. So it is now called Find Away Voices by Spotify. They recently, as of Thursday, updated the terms of service And within that, Spotify muddled the waters of what uses they can do with audiobooks that are uploaded to their site. By Friday p.m., they had sent out a notice that they were rolling back their terms of service and clarifying what their intended purpose was. Because of the the rise of AI and using narrator voices to train language models, but also the use of author's work, The gut reaction was many authors was to share it out on Thursday and state they were removing their books from Findaway Voices. Here's the bad. Findaway is also what is used to distribute audio to Hoopla and Libby. Okay, do I think we'll see authors still pulling out of Findaway with the new terms of service update? Likely. Likely until contract lawyers really get a terms and chance to look at it and the Writers Guild says yay or nay, I do think authors will err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. Authors are very skeptical these days because of AI, so don't panic just yet about audiobooks on Spotify or in Hoopla. There is a blog post with clarification from Spotify, and I will link it in our on-the-shelf show notes for this episode. Um... And there are some things within that blog post that are not straight answers, but I did put a media request in and ask them to clarify some things. So I'll let you know if, if, and when Spotify responds to my media request for information. And I think my gut reaction to this, the fact that you and I talked about it is I think reading should be available to everybody, right? That's the bonus of, Hoopla and Libby, and we know that not every library is created equal, but audiobooks also level that playing field for people. It enables a lot of people to be readers that maybe couldn't potentially be readers. 
So it's sort of heartbreaking that we're making books less accessible versus more accessible. It is. It is. And it's such a sticky wicket with AI Mm -hmm. right now. For sure. And do... Do I think some authors overreacted? A little bit, yes, because I did hear a contract lawyer make comments about that's kind of boilerplate language. Yes, do they need to clarify? But in the end, if they did something, you would have the power to roll it back and to make them undo. So it'll be interesting to see how it rolls out, how things happen. And I think it was Kylie Scott that said, "You, um, there's so many former lawyers that are authors yeah. now. I mean, I can For name sure. five off the top of my head. Right. I'm pretty sure it was Avery Flynn that said you can't swing a cat, not that she was swinging a cat, and not hit a lawyer in Romance Landia. So I do think there's going to be more to come. But sometimes when we see these gut responses from authors, just know it's because they're passionate about what they do and they want to protect their intellectual property rights but it eventually will stable out. You aren't going to see every audiobook disappear off Spotify or off uh, Hoopla because TradPub has to get involved in this now, right? That's what I was going to say. Like, you got, I mean, it's harder when you're an indie author and you're going up against these like big corporations that have like unlimited funds. But Mm -hmm. yeah, once TradPub gets involved, like things kind of even out. And, and we haven't seen any bother. responses on TradPub. Like, HarperCollins has not made a statement. Macmillan Press did not make a statement. So until they're making a statement that they're pulling their content, I think it's okay for right now. Yeah. I just want to say, like, indie authors also have a responsibility to themselves first and foremost. For sure. 100%. They are the only yeah. advocate of their income. Like, this is a business. Um, for sure. First and foremost for them. And, like, the... We have to remember that like we get a lot of free books from indie authors, but they're not free. We're paying for a service, Kindle Unlimited, whatever we're using to read them. And at the end of the day, like it is very expensive for them to do what they do and the costs and returns are minimal. So they have to. Well, I try to give them grace because I want them to give me more books. <laughs> and, um, Absolutely. It is a business. They can't make money off of it. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. So this was supposed to go into effect by March like 15th. Spotify has said, we're rolling back our terms of service at this point. We're going to clarify and come back. The March 17th date does not matter at this moment. Um, so I expect to hear more in the coming weeks from Spotify about this. Okay, new segment, Romance Term of the Week. Um, this was asked by Gretchen. Who often asks our term of the week? We should really just call this the Gretchen segment. We should. We should. Uh, So this week's term of the week is the morality chain. What is a morality chain in a romance novel? In a romance novel, the term morality chain typically refers to a character who serves as a positive influence on another character, helping them make ethical and moral decisions. The morality chain often acts as a stabilizer or redeeming force in the story. This character might inspire the others to overcome flaws, make better choices, or grow emotionally. So you would see a morality chain in a romance with a villain, but not mm-hmm. a romance with an antihero. Because remember, antiheroes don't change. No. Um, we did that already, right? Yeah. 
the rules for hard. <laughs> In the concept of a morality chain, it adds depth and complexity to characters and their relationships. It can be a central theme in the development of the romantic plot, showcasing the transformative power of love and moral support. The morality chain may guide the other characters towards personal growth, moral improvement, ultimately contributing to the overall romantic narrative and the HEA. Oh my God, Leah. Rules are made to be broken. Nobody asks for your opinion, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's our intro. And I spiced it up for Leah. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we're talking about siblings' best friend trope in the context of sport ro- sports romances. It's the kind of love story that sets the field on fire where passion both on and off the field takes center stage. So lace up your metaphorical cleats, grab your favorite sports drink, and get ready for a thrilling ride through the dynamic realm with athletic prowess meets undeniable chemistry. Ooh. Spicy, right? very <laughs> um okay so i had a problem after i came up with this topic siblings best friend in sports romances it's not as common as teammates sibling okay yeah i texted becky today and i was like becky i don't know that i have enough wrecks to actually be on this episode like i read I was like, I free, I forgot that it was context of sports. I thought it was just siblings, best friend. I was like, I have 3000 siblings, best friends. But then when it's sports, it's like siblings, teammate, or sometimes siblings, best friend, but mostly like siblings, teammate. And I was, anyway, we obviously sorted that out. <laughs> we decided there are no rules that if they're teammates, they're best friends. Yeah. Right? I didn't even ask anyone. And that's the rule I went with. <laughs> What about yeah. you, Jenny? Well, Did you stick well, to the rules? I was like, oh, this is kind of my fault because like you put out like found family in sports or a sibling's best friend. And I was like, oh, let's do sibling's best friend because we're doing found family later. Oh. <laughs> well, and then I made up tropes as I made my list together because I have oh, best man. frenemies, sister, because sometimes they're on the same team and they don't like each other. Yeah, I like that one. That one is the one. Lindsay, I like. She's like, I like that My one. My number one is like, I, I want that one. Thank you. <laughs> so we just made up a whole new trope. I don't see. I think it's because I'm not a huge enemy to lovers person. Bishop. The, um, okay. Well, I do have them because I do freaking love that book so much. Right. So a when favor for a favor the... oh is brother's best frenemy. In the yeah, elevator, when he's book. sitting by the elevator, I about peed my literal pants. <laughs> That's funny. But there's also the Marilyn Kelly one, Dirty Secret. They're yeah, frenemies. That one of my top. The Dirty Secret was the first one I thought of, and I was like, I want that one. Okay. Veronica Eden's too. Which one? The first one. Uh, Iced Out? It's Out. Yeah. They're not siblings. Yeah. There's no siblings. No, but they're like they're friends. Oh, he's oh, a right, like, like oh, opponent. Brothers yeah. not on the same team. Yeah, yeah. they're right. Well, they play the same sport. That's true. They do. They do. I think true. that works. It's, ri- it's a brother's rival. Brother's mm-hmm. best rival. Romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we just made then if they were on the off. same team, they'd have to play together. They would. They would. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So let's talk about 
teammates, sibling, or sibling's best friend trope in sports. So let's talk about this because it's actually back when we did female archetypes. Lindsay came up with what I think is the perfect description of little sister, brother's best friend romances and the females that we see in these books. And she said they are the epitome of femme fatales. And I can't get that out of my head now. Whenever I read a sibling's best friend, I'm the ones I love are the ones where she's like, we should just do this. We don't need to tell him. Yeah. And That's like, true. I think little lies is kind of a good example of that. Like she like puts forward her most aggressive, like true self. And like, she's very, like, she fully just embraces herself and she torments him. She torments him into like finally giving in. <laughs> well, right? and that's, that's a lot of like her standing up for herself, right? Yeah. Like she's been kind of like babied by everybody and she's just like fed up. Yep. Uh, I think about Major Misconduct by Kelly Jameson. Yes. That is a perfect Lovey. femme fatale. Oh my God. Lovey like just moves in to their apartment and just like is just like super aggressive. Bending over, leaving her clothes laying, like her bra laying out in the bathroom and like stripping as she's walking down the hallway and her her back is to him. And he just is like, I can't. Your brother's my best friend, my roommate, Mm -hmm. my teammate. It'd be wrong. And she's like bending over, dropping stuff. It's so fun. If you love this trope, that book needs to be read. You have to read it because the way Army finds out, literal best scene ever. Do you remember? Yes. That's the one I was listening to. That's the one I was listening to when I found out my car is not soundproof. (laughs) It is so good. I need to get that audio. It's oh really my good. <laughs> yes, that's the one I was listening to when I realized my car is not soundproof. Yes. Yeah. I really do think we need a sticker that says your car is not soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so when I think of Femme Fatale, so as I was going through my list, those are the characters I was looking for, right? Because even in her awkwardness, so we used a couple of other Helena books, so we'll use another one, in Pucked, Violet, her brother, her stepbrother is on um, Alex's team and she's awkward AF, but she is a bit of a femme fatale. Like she pursues. And she has a one night stand with him. Well, okay. I just read the audio, which BT dubs do do yourself a favor. Do that. Um, He kind of aggressively goes after her. And then kind of cools off, and then she is like all about the, you know, yeah, such mm-hmm. a good series. Um, so okay, so there's always an extra layer of excitement that comes with the sibling's best friend. What is it about siblings or teammates? That small connection that puts these heroine and heroes, these people, they could either be at odds or they could be friends. So what is it about those that we love? Why why is this one of those tropes that we're like, oh yeah, I'm in. Why do you keep reading them? Yes. What did you say? 
the awkwardness the awkwardness just like yeah like the I don't know like hiding that feeling or like them getting caught in a weird uh mm-hmm. and having to try to explain that away well I was thinking of the first van by Sawyer Bennett when those uh-huh. two, when Simone and Van get found out by the brothers, it's bonkers. They are so ridiculous. It's so over the top. But she's just like, shut up. I don't care what you say. This is what I'm doing. She's kind of a badass. And that's yeah. what I like, is the sister oftentimes is forced to stand up for herself. And she might not have always done that with her brothers. Yeah, I think the draw is, like, from my perspective, like, my brother played sports. I feel like we were always, like, there. You know what I mean? Like, it's a large part of their life. So I think about, like, that. Like if I think about a hockey team, right? While the teammates may change, like, hockey's been a huge part of her life, too, because, it, like, he made it to pro, so that means he played a lot of hockey. Right. Right. Well, and in Van, she has two siblings that are on the same team with him, which just adds a layer of awkwardness. (laughs) Well, and he was kind of like the bad boy, right? He was. Well, the closed off, the quiet one, nobody knew anything about him. It reminds me of those TikToks where, like, they're like, which teammate wouldn't you let date your sister? Yes. He would probably be the one that you wouldn't want dating yourself. Well, and I always think that it's interesting when we get into siblings, best friend. Um, so it's forbidden longing, right? Mm-hmm. They're together, but typically the brother, the teammate is like, no. But sometimes we do see sisters when it's, you know, I'm best friends with this girl and her brother plays for this team. Sometimes we do see that where the sister is like, no, please do not date my brother. But then other times the sisters are the matchmakers. Because if I think about making his play by Mary Carr, the sister in that book, she is trying to push the two of them together. Well, Kendall Ryan has one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like the the front, you know, is like you heard her and I'll kill you. You know. Yeah. Do you have any books like that, Jenny, where the sister is either the matchmaker or the one? Because we often see the brother reaction, but we don't always get the sister reaction. Yeah, I don't think I have any sister ones. Yeah. Because that's like, as I was looking through books for this, like, yeah, a lot of times it's the brother's best friend. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess because we see more professional male athletes. We do. Well, and I think the game plan by Kristen Callahan, the brother actually plays the matchmaker to put yeah. his sister and his teammate together. And I like those. I like when the brother is a little bit of a matchmaker. Um would you marry well, me by Daphne Elliott, which is lumberjack sports? The brother's cool with it. He's completely cool with it. He wants them to be happy. Goal Chaser by Stacy Lynn is a hockey romance, and um, 
the sister asks the brother, like, can you, can she move in with you? Cause she needs protection and we need to get her out of Dodge. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then, um, she's like, oh, you're together. Like she wasn't upset. Yeah. He's like, oh, my best friend and my brother, like nothing could be better. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, it always like gets me when they're like, oh, you can't like date my sibling, but you're okay to be my friend. Like, hmm. I think it's more of an issue in like the sibling's best friend when it's the brother's best friend not the sister's best friend because the sister's like no you're officially my sister like yay yeah like mm-hmm. the brother is like you've been man whoring around and I'm not cool with that like you cannot do that to my sister like it's usually like a hard line like where the like and I think it comes like I think it makes sense honestly with like the emotional maturity men aren't like really in sync on that front very much so it's like when the brother's best friend is falling in love with the sister it's usually like reformed behavior but Mm -hmm. the best friend is so behind the times because they're too busy like talking about other things like the men don't go talk about that stuff yeah so i think it makes sense in the context of men from that perspective but and i think like that's why we see more of it because like the brother is like you haven't changed your ways you're gonna hurt her feelings you're gonna break her heart and i'm gonna freaking kill you and then the best friend is like no dude like i actually am different with her yeah (laughs) well if we look at the chicago racketeers which is by Emma Fox, it's a Why Choose mm-hmm. Hockey Romance. One of the guys is the brother of the heroine's best friend. And so not only does she have it to accept that her best friend is with her brother, but also there are two other guys in their little complicated relationship. Um, the fake out by Eden Finley. Um, it was like a fake boyfriend situation and Maddox it and like the best friend and the guy um, Maddox are best like best friends and she sets him up like as a fake date with her brother and didn't think it was gonna work and then she was like what so the best series too so good yeah so I think that the forbidden nature of a potential disapproving sibling just mm-hmm. adds a layer of complexity to these stories that even if it's kind of a similar situation, each one feels unique to its situation because sometimes they're fake relationships. Sometimes they're, you know, so the ones that I actually really think are my favorites are when they meet outside the siblings, when they don't know that it's so-and-so sibling. And if we think about Dirty Secret by Marilyn Kelly, they have a one night stand in Canada where he's a player she goes back to Chicago and then gets traded to the Chicago team. Mm-hmm. And in A Favor for a Favor, Bishop doesn't know at first that Stevie is. Yeah, he thinks, he thinks she's a she's hooker or something. Yeah. Yeah, she, he thinks that she's like his mistress or whatever. Something because oh he's married so and, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, so funny. Um. But then we have unique stories where there's a complexity because they're more than friends. So if you look at Stone by Sawyer Bennett. How did I forget that one? How did you forget that one, Heather? Oh my, and Stone is one of my favorites. 
So in that book, Stone's brother is best friends with Harlow. And we all know that Stone's brother was in the plane that crashed with the Pittsburgh Titans in it. And they come together and form a friendship because she's the executor of his brother's will. So that just adds a different complexity to it. Yes. Um, We then also have... So I love when teammates' sibling is based and their relationship starts as a fake relationship. Because fake start by Jasmine Miller. Another stellar book. <laughs> like Heather's like, wait, how did I miss all these books? <laughs> I know. Because I did like a cursory glance. Fake start's so good. Jasmine Miller's that series so good. Yeah. Um and so you have a situation with that book where, you know, she's just helping him out for, you know, a sponsor situation. So there's that fakeness. Um, I'm trying to think. like a friends with benefits, like, um, which only one love, like they're like friends with benefits kind of, right? And they like, the siblings hate him. And then they're like, you know, the sex tape and that whole thing. Well, and then I have, like, Against the Boards by Danica Flynn. That's brother's best friend, but also the roommates. So you have that close proximity, and the brother's gone for the summer. So they're kind of sneaking around. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, that just adds a little bit of spice. Um, Dream Maker by... Uh... Stacey Lynn, they wake up and they get married. And they were like, holy crap. <laughs> so good. I love that. Um, okay, Jenny, which ones do you have that are a little bit like complex? Like building. So yeah. I'll give you an example. I have Wild Wicked Stallion by Mary Carr. He is a pro football or a pro hockey player. They're snowed in together. They do it over the weekend and it ends up she gets accidentally pregnant. Yeah, so Snowden, accidental pregnancy, like, sign me up. And guess who his best friend is that he seeks advice from? The hero for making his play. Like, that... What? I'm going to write that series down. <laughs> well, Mary Carr is getting ready to launch a hockey series. I know. And, and I believe the hero from making his play is going to be like a coach on the team. So anyway, so Jenny, give me some book recs of yours that have a little bit of complexity to either how they meet or how they come together. What you got? I got, I got one. Uh, Wish by Cambria Herbert. Um, It's a male male. Um, It's book three in the Westbrook Westbrook elite. They're a swim team. So like the swim team is like the popular people at their college. Um, But what makes it complex is, um, Max is uh, like also not only his brother's best friend, um, but also his like was was his guardian. Oh. Like the parents had been in an accident and like. So he, he was his brother's over. guardian too. The brother and Max are like the same age, but Max got guardianship 
over Wes. Oh. So until he like turned 18. Holy taboo and, for you, Jenny. And Wes doesn't know that Max is by. Okay. So even though he's not really quiet about it. What kind of complexity do you have over there, Lindsay? I have faked by Carlos Sorensen. This is a snowboard romance. So it's a little bit different. Like they're not on the same team, but it's also like siblings, best friends, brother. And like, it's supposed to be siblings, best friend, but then his brother shows up instead and he's a bad boy snowboarder. And I love Bauer. Like he's one of my favorite heroes. I'll recommend this book 10,000 times. Uh, what do you got for complexity, Heather? Um, oof. Well, I think Dominic by Sawyer Bennett. So Dominic owns the team. But don't you think that one's a little bit like it's because it's more than friendship, their relationship. Yeah, correct. So it's super complex and I'm totally blanking on her name. I don't I looked at it this morning, too um she sort of is like no dax you're thinking are you thinking dominic nope dominic so he willow actually willow is dax's sister and willow is sort of this like free spirit and she's like this photographer and dominic is like you know trying to get her and she's like i i have time for this i like have my life to live and dax is like you aren't gonna pin this girl down like good luck with that like it's so good and Dominic is so powerful and he always gets what he wants. And Willow's like, see ya. <laughs> well, and I thought you were talking about Dax because there is a complexity to that story also by Sawyer Bennett. Yes. So um, Dax's best friend um, is murdered and his sister is, um, was his, he was had guardianship of the sister and it is this whole, like, she has a chronic so, illness that requires a certain amount of a certain kind of medication mm -hmm. and the brother was funding it. And now that yeah. he's passed, she doesn't know how she she has a chronic illness and doesn't know how she's going to manage the medicine. And it's debilitating. And so Dax is like, he's such a good guy. And he's like, well, let's just get married. And like he like flat out tells Dominic, like, we're getting married for health insurance. And Dominic's like, cool. And yeah. then you know, they fall in love and, and it's, Dax is my book boyfriend. So yeah, I know mean. you own him. Um, so I was thinking about, um, the, we have one by Lexi Ryan that is, if it's only love by Lexi Ryan. So this is a brother's best friend. He's a pro football player that's retired and coming back to their small town She's pregnant with another man's baby who she finds out, well, who was her professor, but she also finds out he's married. So Ooh. it's sticky, but the complexity in which they come together to support each other. And he has, so he's a single dad and has a daughter, but he's not her biological father. His ex-wife tried to pawn her off as his. So there's all these oh. layers of complexity, but you get this really great, solid story. Um, but he is retired. So it's after he's a coach. I think he's coaching at the high school or at the university where she is a student and the professor teaches. So 
it's messy, but it's worth it. I like messy. Do you need the title again? Yeah. <laughs> if It's Only Love by Lexi Ryan. If you haven't read the Brothers of Jackson Harbor series, read it. They own a distillery in this small Michigan town that's on Lake Michigan's coast. Like, think Glen Harbor area. And it is amazing. It's such a great series. And, you know. um, So, Holding by Alexandria House is another one that's got complexity to it. Because it's a second chance romance, but they're divorced. Because she's bipolar. And they come together again because she's struggling with her mental health and he's a hockey player. It's also a black romance. Like, and the audiobook, Wesley Shabon reads the audiobook. 10 out of 10, cannot recommend this book enough. The ebook is in Kindle Unlimited and the audiobook's on Hoopla. So, highly recommend Holding by Alexandra House. Um, Okay. Bane by Sawyer Bennett. Mm -hmm. That one is super complex. So complex. Because they have a one night stand. So they kind of, but they technically meet because of his brother, because of Drake. For sure. Because of her brother. Um, And they have a one night stand and an accidental pregnancy. Well, I guess they're friends with benefits. They're definitely friends with benefits. Like Which, it's like a one-time thing, and they're like, mm, "Just kidding, we can't stay away from each other." Who's gonna be friends with benefits with your brother's teammate? Like that's just asking for trouble, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I, that's why I love her. She's the best. Um. Okay. So, what else do we got? Do you have one? I've, Go ahead. I have goal lines and first times. It's a CU hockey series. Um they that one of them is trying to figure out um like are they bi are they dummy like he's just not really sure where he falls so he's been texting one of his brother's teammates and has no idea and then they kind of figure it out and the the brother's teammate it's the whole series is really good and they kind of figure out when they're in a hotel together it's hilarious who's that series by Ian Finley and Saxon James. Okay. Thinking Unlimited. Um, in Leave Me Breathless by Carrie Elks, that one is they meet outside the sibling because she's running away from her family in D.C. because her ex, fiance, is still working for her father. And the family isn't listening to her when she says they broke up. So she knows that her brother's former, it's winter sports, she knows that her brother's former teammate lives in this small mountain town in West Virginia. And she's like, I'm going there and kind of shows up on his doorstep. So there is that one. And so she doesn't come in free of, you know, baggage into that one. And I think that's what I love about this trope. It's messy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a super messy. There's always something messy about this trope. Yeah, someone's feelings kind of get hurt. Like there's a lot of feelings. Like that's where the emotional angst kind of comes in. Yeah. yeah you, there's a balance, right? Of like when you tell the other people and like 
is it that serious yet? Like, do we want to deal with those problems or are we going to get found out? Well, mm-hmm. in like Only One Kiss by Natasha Madison, in that book, Evan and Ralph are best friends and teammates. I think they're former teammates. Um, Ralph or Candace takes Ralph on as a client. So theirs is messy because when he screws up, well, and he's also a single dad. He, the mother of the child died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. And he's just a hot mess. He's like a walking disaster. And then when their dark moment, he has trouble with reality a little bit. <laughs> like, but it's, I mean, it's, but it's messy. And I think mm-hmm. that that's part of what I like about it is it feels real, right? It does. It feels real. And they're mm-hmm. also overcoming like adversity or like challenges in their relationships. So you're always left with a really strong HEA. Like, you know, like they've overcome a challenging situation. They've been forced to communicate. They have a strong foundation emotionally and for the relationship. So like the HEA is really strong. It's a very satisfying resolution in almost all of these books even though it's a bumpy ride. It's always bumpy, right? Super bumpy. Okay, what other siblings, teammate, siblings, best friend, sports romance wrecks? Is there a book we haven't mentioned yet that you think more people need to read? Go on it, Heather. You, you've got the floor. Um, Face Off by Kelly Jameson. So it's the Heller Brothers series, Tag. So they're not, like, Tag plays hockey, but they go up to the cat, their family, like, cottage or whatever for the week to get away and his best friend from childhood sister comes up and she's like exhausted she's a lawyer and they sneak out and they hook up in a tent with both of their families at the cabin and it is like for a week and they think nobody knows and it's so freaking good it's so good Kelly Jameson likes messy because if you think about um, what's the one with the brother that's the runaway bride. um, Oh, Jackson Wynn. Jackson Mm -hmm. Wynn's book. If you think about that one, like, (laughs) I mean, it's his teammate's ex and he's going back to that team. Like, and he just ran away with her and spent the whole summer with her. It's cool. And brings in with her whole family. (laughs) Yes. But so I think, Honestly, like, okay, I will tell, we always say the Aces is a super underrated series. I actually think the Heller Brothers is super duper underrated. And I think it's only like three or four books. I think it's four. And um, I just think if you're going to dive into Callie Jameson, she, this is a series because I think you're going to meet them again. Well, I think we're going to meet them again in her next part of her New York series. Yeah. Because at the end of the last New York book, mm-hmm. it was said that the Heller brothers, the old, the older generation, bought the team. And I am there for it. Okay, right. Jenny, what sports romance have we not talked about? It's a teammate's best friend, sibling's best friend that you think is underrated that people need to read. Uh, the Hardest Fall by Ella Mays. Okay, but wait. Was- How are, are they siblings' best friends? He's yeah. Oh, that's right. I mean, I mean, he doesn't really know. Well, right, right. Yeah, it's his yeah. teammate sister, but nobody knows that it's the teammate sister. Correct. Right. I forgot about that. 
Yeah. That's a great book. And the audiobook in that one is phenomenal. And I believe Sebastian York reads that one. I, I Look at Jenny. Like She's like a little <laughs> meerkat. Uh, what about you, Lindsay? Do you have a siblings, teammate, or best friend romance that you think already, more people need to read? We already talked about all of mine in the episode. That's okay. You can repeat one that you don't think you think is underrated that people aren't reading. Dirty Secret. I love it so much. It was my number one. I love Marilyn Kelly has a new one, Dirty D Man. Mm-hmm. The audio is in Hoopla and the books are in KU. It was really good. I listened to it last week. It was really well done. I really um, love the Slayers hockey series. It's so good. All the books are good. It's one this of the few Friends favorite. Delivers romances that I love yeah. and will recommend is in that series, book three. Dirty Flirt is coming very, very soon. Can you might know someone that has it on their Kindle. Who? Well, a certain GM in Pittsburgh is on my Kindle. Same. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You suck. My Kindle's just <laughs> jealous of all your Kindles. So <laughs> I'm gonna your cry. Kindle is probably doesn't take on more than the Kindle can handle. Right. Your Kindle <laughs> probably has better goal, time management. Remember my goal of like not taking on arcs. And then I'm, we're talking to Susan yesterday. And I'm like, oh, I don't have this one on my Kindle. Mm. That's a read now. I'm going to put it there. Oh, yeah. yeah, for her series. Like, I have time, but I'm making time, I guess. I mean, I would totally pay to get the book early. Like, <laughs> I have done that. I've been like, look, I'm not good at reviews. I'm not good at posting reviews. I've already pre ordered the audiobook and the ebook and the paperback. Can I please have the e- the, <laughs> the art? Can I please have the art? Like, I'm fairly certain that, if you emailed but- Lisa, she would give you Sawyer's book early. Uh, but Sawyer does a really great thing where her books show up early on her website and you can buy them yeah. directly from there. And that does make life, you don't have to wait as long. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about. JC Burton has one called Melting the Ice. It's a brother's best friend hockey romance. JC Burton has that um, sports series. It's all random sports. I do not like the new trad pub covers that Berkeley's putting on them. But the books are really good. Ignore the ugly illustrated covers that look stupid. That look like they're sweet little teens, but there's like really emotional butt sex, as Zoe York says. Oh. Yeah. She had to get the butt sex. I had to. Zoe York said it. I had to share it. Um, I have three books on my list. And lube is included in the butt sex. Good. Prep. is important okay yes any other books that we forgot to mention that we need to talk about yeah power plays and straight a's in Vinling sex and james the twin um is like he's supposed the hockey star his twin brother is like please look out for my nerdy friend at school and he kind of takes him on under his wing and then oops butt sex butt sex (laughs) I mean, honestly, that's how I would respond too. Oops. Um, I will say Lisa Suzanne writes a lot of brother's best friend and teammate's best friend. But I struggle with her books because they're usually like five novellas. So they're like, but they're not novellas. They're like five books that are 250 pages and you get five books to get the complete story. I mean, they're all in Kindle Unlimited. But 
it's a little hard well, for it's me. like a thousand pages for yeah. one book okay and i don't know that i love any one character that i'm gonna read a thousand pages um i will not ever that is not a single book to me i struggle with books that are long you know this like krista sandor is the only one who writes books that are long that i will read because she's funny and i love her and i would probably do just about anything for krista sandor but (laughs) have you watched have you watched her tiktoks only the ones you send me because i don't have tiktok TikTok. They are. She puts them up as reels. She puts them on reels on Instagram. So if you're not following Krista on Instagram, follow her on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I follow her on Instagram for sure. She's the cutest. The one in the bathroom killed me. Like if I'm ever just dancing in your bathroom, I just go watch Krista Sander dance in her bathroom because I'm like, (laughs) who is this person? Because you can't see her face. All you see is her phone. So funny story. I sent that to Shauna and I was like, this is why I love her. Right. And Shauna's like, Oh, I really like her boots. I'm like, those aren't boots. Those are her leg warmers that she's obsessed with. I really love the little song she was singing the other day in her video. Into the whisk. She made her teenage son film that. He, he's like 16. He was dying. Every single thing, Krista Sandor is like, can you be my best friend, please? Can you be? <laughs> She's a hoot. I adore her. Okay. Guess what time it is, guys. Guess what time? It's that time for Book of the Week. It's Book of the Week time. Lindsay, you're up first. What's your Book of the Week? So I have... Let's Get Textual by Tegan Hunter. It is in Audible Plus, I think. I think it's in Audible Plus. Um, the audio is pretty good. It is single narrator, single point of view. Um, but it is like a mistaken n- number, like a mis- num- wrong number situation. Oh. They start texting each other. They wind up meeting, going on a date, falling in love. Really cute. Super cute. Super cute. <laughs> I love that. It's- is there a goat? Because there's a goat on the There cover is a baby goat. Stuff. I forgot mm-hmm. about the baby goat. He mm-hmm. gets a baby goat because of their text exchanges. And he's like, what have you made me do? I now have a baby goat. It's adorable. The baby goat is cute. I don't. Okay. Baby goats. Got it. Jenny, what's your book of the week? Um, Teacher of the Year. Um, it's book one in Teachers in Love by M.A. Wardell. Um, it's a male male. Um, he is a Jewish kindergarten teacher, and the other hero is a single dad that's just moved into the neighborhood. Um, I think Jenny is some... entering her MM phase, <laughs> which Heather is grateful for, for the company. Yeah, <laughs> I need some friends in this area. I, I'm here for it. Uh, but, but yes, cute. there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of tropes. It took a little while to like warm up and yeah. then like they deal with some heavy stuff and um, they did it in a very mature way that made the HEA believable. Awesome. Heather, what's your book of the week? My book of the week is The Worst Kept Secret by QB Tyler. Um, it is an age gap, um, best friend's brother, um, kind of sneaking around 
one, QB Tyler can write an age gap and she can write a steamy book. There is less and... plot, more sex. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I really, she teased the audio and I was like, oh, that's right. That's been sitting on my Kindle. I'm going to need that. And then when that audio comes, this girl's going to get it because hot damn is Theo hot. Okay. Is he the brother of the girl from Seasons of Secrets? It's the dad of the girl. Oh. Oh, I have and that one on my Kindle. Mm. And yeah. then the next door neighbor, Avery. Okay. Um, Avery is best friends with Lucas, the brother and the son. And okay. she's home from, she just graduated from college. Yeah, like but she's also four. best friends with the sister. Like, she's very close with the sister, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that not season of secrets was naughty this one's very not there's a scene in the kitchen where lucas the son and the best friend goes upstairs to shower and then there's a scene on the kitchen island yeah. okay i hope they have clorox wipes with bleach or peroxide wipes with bleach yeah whatever anyway i'm not eating food at their house yep yep like he's not <laughs> eating food at anybody's house she doesn't like. if i see you wipe your counters then we can talk um okay my book of the week even though apparently a hit has been put out on my life by this author my book of the week is aldo by melanie morland it is book one in her men of the fall series it is um, a very gray, morally gray um, mafia romance. It's not super dark. Aldo is great and his heroine. She is phenomenal. Like, talk about a girl with a backbone that goes and pursues what she wants. It's amazing. I really enjoyed it. And I have dove into Roman um, and I'm excited to read his book. Um Yes, Gretchen, I have gone back. Just update for everyone. I did a live last week with Melanie Moreland. I shared a toxic trait in what I thought was a safe space that I do not read epilogues. The lady who is like the nicest person in all of Romance Landia threatened to put me in a Jeep and drive me off a cliff because I don't read epilogues. In her book, not in real life. In a book, I don't know. Like, I'm starting to worry. She, come she was going to let me, like, I could get off at the gas station. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you should watch your drinks when you come to Louisville for knockout. Oh, Melanie. Yeah. Like, yeah. super spicy. So, yes, I did go back and I read the epilogue of Aldo and I read the outtake of Aldo before I started Roman. So, because we have a happy hour coming up with her and I did not want to get, like on you know killed off or anything trying not to die anyway. so question did your opinion of epilogues change no i still I knew didn't that. i knew <laughs> i didn't need it i the story is so well crafted you know that this couple is together and it helps set up the next book and the outtake was great actually because i wanted that closure of the ex-boyfriend of her ex-boyfriend but it wasn't, I didn't need it to make the story better. Like, I already liked the story. Yeah. It's basically a bonus 
scene or it should be a bonus scene if your story wraps just up and give it a different chapter like give it the next chapter number stop calling it an epilogue i don't i don't know i feel like you know how when you're watching a movie and the movie ends and you're like i just kind of wish they would have given me a little bit more so about- chapter it don't epilogue it do you what? stay for the cutscenes at the movie theater if you go see a marvel movie do you stay for the cutscenes? Yes. Oh, yes, I just go home and watch movie. him on YouTube because, like, to sit there for an extra fifteen minutes for nothing is dumb. Wait, you don't look on your phone before you go to no. see if there is a cut. I'm not allowed to do that. Obviously. Yeah, there's a rule at their house about like we can the only trailers. watch the very first yeah. trailer. We can't watch the following trailers because it gives too much of the movie. Listen, I live with a lot of crazy here, friend, but I love them. I don't, I'm not allowed to go to Marvel movies. I apparently would ruin a Marvel movie, so I don't. I don't get Um, uh, Okay, so (laughs) new segment, can you guess the book? Each week we share a quote from a recent or popular buzzing about romance read, and you have the chance to email us your guess at quote at buzzingaboutromance.com. We will announce the correct guess on next week's show. Last week's quote was, baby, I don't know how to be any clearer. Every second spent with you is my favorite. Stop trying to put yourself last when you're number one for me. Does anyone have a guess of the book? Because nobody guessed. I see it in the notes. Yeah. But I did read the book. You did. It was like your top (laughs) book. (laughs) It's uh, Iced Out by Veronica Eden. That was last week's. This and nobody guessed it. I didn't get any emails. Nobody guessed it. Last or this week's quote. Okay. I went, I feel like I gave a lot away in this quote. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We mentioned this author on this episode. That is a huge hint. We mentioned this author on this episode. If you could be a fairy princess or a hot dog, which one would you pick? We mentioned this author. Okay. Patreon update. Swag packs incoming. Hey, romance enthusiasts. We're busting with excitement to share some fabulous news with you. Brace yourselves because the highly anticipated swag packs for February are en route to your doorstep. As proud sponsors of the Fancy Drink, Cold Brew, and Queen Bean Tier, we can't wait for you to dive into these exclusive treasures nestled within. Each swag pack jam-packed with romance-themed stickers, mood-reading cards, and other delightful surprises will be dispatched around the 10th of each month. The best part? We're spreading the love globally, so international shipping is happily on the house. Just a heads up, this awesome pack, or this awesome perk, is a monthly affair. If you happen to join uh, the Patreon family after the 10th, your inaugural swag pack will be on its way the following month. How'd I do, guys? Perfect. Spiced it up. The right? only thing better is the swag pack itself. <laughs> the only thing better is the swag pack itself. But that's not all. Being part of the Patreon community unlocks a trevor- treasure trove of perks for you. Alongside these fantastic swag packs, you also gain access to exclusive episodes, the chance to dive into the captivating world of buzzing uh, buzzing book club which this last weekend we spent with um susan stoker talk about so fun 
so fun. I was so bummed to miss that one because I love her so much. She was uh, pretending it wasn't happening. I honestly like my I coped with it by pretending it wasn't happening. That's okay. Merritt got herself (laughs) is getting herself named as a villain, and we gave her a new trope. Mm -hmm. Like it was very productive. She acted like we book club was a focus group. Anyway, uh, March's book club is uh, Maggie Gates. What saves us? Um, which is such a good book, right, Jenny? And I haven't read it yet. Yes. I have not read Maggie Gates at all yet. Despite... So she would count as your new to you author for March. Yes. Okay. Keen on staying in the loop with all of our happenings? Check out our event calendar at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. We got a lineup of exciting gatherings, including happy hours, IG lives, and book clubs. Eagerly awaiting for you to join all the festivities. Get ready to be swept away by the romance and enjoy the perk of being cherished members of our Patreon community. Cheers to the love of romance and all things delightful. Right? Cheers. (laughs) I just, you know, I got to spice it up. We've been doing this a minute. It's You're doing a good job. Right? Thanks. Thanks, Heather. Are we in year four now? Uh, Yes, we're in year four. Next June... Fifth anniversary. Because we started in June. We started in June of 2020. So. Which. We might have something fun coming up in June of 2025. So. um, Stay tuned. Anyway. Thank you everybody for hanging out. And joining me for this episode. It was so fun. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So much fun. Thank you. Um, We'll be back next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on YouTube. Or you can listen that night wherever you get podcasts. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 